0: hi there and a very warm welcome to this session at the short stay virtual summit for may 2021 i have with me justin ford now justin joins me from breezeway the property operations and services platform where he is an international short-term rental safety expert justin welcome how are you doing
1: welcome hey thank you very much i'm really uh really happy to be here i'm doing great elaine
0: good it's my pleasure thanks for taking the time to come and have a chat I'm really excited to share what you do because it's so important and there's a lot to it really. But firstly, tell us a bit about you and your background, how you began to specialize as a a short-term rental safety expert with with Breezeway.
1: Oh, I appreciate you asking about that. You know, everybody's gotten into the short-term rental industry in, in many different ways. The common one I always hear is, you know, We had such a, I love decorating houses, and so it's great to have everybody come in. Um, I kind of came through a funny way. I actually had a boat rental business, and uh, I delivered a boat rental to a house where these people were running it, and I went, wow, hey, wait, I could do that, and uh, this ages myself a little bit, but this is back in 1997, so I went from boat rentals into short-term rentals, Um, started with one house and grew that into a business that at one point in time had managed over 600 um, short-term rentals in wow, New England.
0: We. Wow, yeah. way, one so, heck uh, of a background story in the industry, right?
1: And I did it all, event properties, weddings, um, work, you know, takeaways for all that type of stuff. And then of course the the traditional, what you have as a holiday let short-term rental, vacation rental, um, and I, replaced hot water heaters and hung smoke alarms and unlocked doors at two in the morning. So uh, I did all that. But at the same time, um, in my community, and I'm sure just like in your own community, there's always that call of what can you do to help? And some people join a school board and some people join the town council. I happen to join the fire department. And um, I had had a background in safety in the U.S. Coast Guard, which is- very, very similar to rescue services um, in the UK and, and Ireland and, and different places where they go out and save people in boats. Um, and I did that for four years. So I combined that safety background that I had with being a property manager and as a firefighter. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a unique combination that all fell together. Yes. And uh, had an accident, an unfortunate accident at one of the properties I managed back in 2013, and it was. After that accident that, um, you know, there was a lot of finger pointing about who was responsible. And ultimately I realized as the, the host, the manager of the property, it was on me, but I didn't know any better. And uh, I kind of asked myself, I'm like, well, how was I supposed to know this? And then I started looking around and I said, how's anybody supposed to know this? And um, so I developed the first uh, checklist for the short-term rental industry at that point. And uh, here I am today, um, you know, eight, I guess eight years later doing my math real quick. And uh, I'm trying to help help everybody else not go through what I went through.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's such an incredible background. And yeah, I am sorry to hear that it came, it came sort of about because of a, an accident, but at, at the same time, what a learning experience and, and here you are sort of passing that on, which I think is amazing. And And we know, uh, that safety really is something that should be interwoven into the ethos of all of our short-term rentals, every single one on the planet. So how do you actually help short-term rental owners ensure that they are keeping their guests safe? Because there's lots of different areas to property.
1: Yes, there are. You know, it, one, one of the things that people have to do and what I try and do is work with property owners is to help them understand that there's risk involved with what they're doing, but there's risk involved with everything. Of course. You know, I was on a on an airplane flight recently. And, you know, you pull into the terminal and you're waiting to get up off the plane. I looked out to my right and I saw them um, guy working at the airport, you know, he had the earmuffs on so the jet noise didn't bother him. And he's putting chalks under the wheels of the baggage cart to set up and unload the baggage from the plane. And I thought to myself, the tarmac is flat. Where is that cart gonna roll to? But then I realized there's probably been some sort of an accident that's happened. And that's why they do that. And when you look around in life where everything we do, when you walk into the coffee shop, you see a fire extinguisher. And when you go up the stairs to get on a train um, and ride it, there's handrails. And all these commercial settings, we've done these things because there have been accidents and we want to prevent them. And so I'm just kind of translating and doing the same thing over with the short-term rental industry, and trying to help people understand there are accidents here too. Yeah. You've got to address them so that these don't these things you know these things don't happen. And so there's there's kind of two ways I do it. One gets a little uncomfortable sometimes, and that's relating with accidents that have happening and saying let's learn from that. And the second is to educate them on what type of information's out there for them so that they can do the right thing economically easily um, and make it so that it's not a difficult process.
0: Yeah, so you're working with people to help them understand what to do. You're, you're educating rather than finger pointing this, right. you know, it's there to, to help and support the individual owners to make sure that their guests are safe, to make sure they're safe. And of course, for the, for the industry as a whole, we wanna be safe.
1: Absolutely. The future
0: relies on it, yeah?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it doesn't do anybody any good to have an accident at their property or a neighbor to have one um, and draw attention to to anything negative in our industry. So uh, very important that we all work on it.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Okay, so, so there are lots of different areas of, of a property that are going to need to be made safe. Could you give us a bit of an overview of the risks that we should really be taking into account in the interior of a property?
1: Absolutely. And I think it's important to know that where where we're able to, where I'm able to say, this is what you need to do, kind of comes from three different sources. Mm -hmm. One is international building code. The same international building code that's used in Greece, in Mexico, the UK, um, the United States, Canada, it's the same. It's the international building code, IBC. It is established using whether it's um, inches in America or, you know, centimeters in Great Britain, it is established this is where a handrail should be. This is where an egress window should be. This is how high a deck railing should be. So that stuff is universal, right? It's not always easy for someone to interpret. The second one is, is insurance statistics. These are the claims that come into insurance companies from accidents that have happened. And so, Whoa, that happened to my neighbor? Okay, well, I better do something so that doesn't happen to me. So that's number two. And then of course, number three is the information that comes in from municipalities, government entities, things that are actually seeing what's happening. You know, when the fire truck goes out, why did the fire truck go out? When the ambulance went out, why did it go out? So all that that information is what is kind of my secret sauce that I've put together to say, this is what you need to do in the interior. So real quick, First and foremost, this is if if anybody takes one thing away from my time here with you today, Lane, most important thing is the, the smoke alarm, the smoke detector, the smoke alarm, whatever you want to call it, is the single most important device or item in any short-term rental anywhere in the entire world. Number one most important item. You could put somebody in a house that has no couch, no TV, no internet, they can just go in and lie on the hardwood floor and go to sleep. But if they don't have something that's going to let them know it's on fire, then you're failing to provide a safe accommodation for somebody. And I don't think a lot of people understand how how difficult that is and how big a problem no. that is in our industry. Less than, I believe it's less than sixty percent of homes. And some recent studies show that they actually no. had smoke alarms in them. So it's really, it's a really a problem. So wow. big problem, and it, it goes all around the US. So number one, first and foremost, interior there. Second one, and this kind of encompasses a little on the exterior as well, is slips, trips, and falls, S T F. slips, trips, and falls. I, I want people to think about that all the time when they're looking at holes. 83% of all accidents in rental properties come from slips, trips, and falls. Right. and you could go out of your way to make your property ironclad safe fire extinguisher smoke alarms and do all the things that you think of as traditional safety and then your guest comes in and trips over a loose rug that you have lying in in the kitchen and that's what ends up being the problem right there so um big big focus interior as well
0: yeah those are those are two really good i'm so surprised about that 60% 60% statistic because it's actually one of the easiest things to, to fix amazing thank you for sharing those, those statistics it really brings it home the different areas that we need to be focusing on and just how important it is so what would you say I mean maybe, maybe you've just answered this but what's the simplest oversight you you often see where where are mistakes being made by owners
1: really on, on kind of the simple things not just the slips trips and falls but just on an overall awareness you know, one of the cheapest, least expensive safety items to put into a rental property is something I refer to as the emergency safety card. And most people now use some sort of digital service to, and I'm referring to hosts and managers, send out the driving directions. And so one person in the rental property gets them sent to them by text message or email on their phone. And that's how they get to the property. But usually there's more than one person. Well, what happens when there's an emergency? How do you tell the fire, the ambulance, the police? How do you tell them where you are so that they come? Well, a lot of people think that just because you have a cell phone that those dispatchers know where you are, and they don't. They don't always work with triangulation, and if you're in a densely populated area, it may be difficult. So just posting in the rental property, what the address is and who to call in a prominent location, and I like the refrigerator, but it might be on the main entry door somewhere that's a central location so that everybody else who didn't get the driving direction sent to them doesn't have to go looking through a book. They don't have to go online. They don't have to go anywhere. They can just see right then and there. Yes, I am at 15 Jones Street. My husband's having you know a, a possible heart attack. Can you send somebody? Um, and so yeah, I mean, you could put it on a napkin. It's, it's, it's really easy to do, but that will help go a long way to help prevent um, a lot of incidents from developing into bigger incidents than they need to be.
0: Yeah, really, really good advice there, most definitely. All right, so let's move to the the exterior of the property. Can you give us an overview of the risks there? Because there's more things out there to consider entranceways, maybe anything that you provide outdoors, more so over in America, pools over here, maybe hot tubs. No,
1: slips, trips and falls, obviously are the first big thing. Um, One big piece of advice I give to every host right there, and every manager is if you haven't done it lately, at least every six months, show up to your rental property at night as if you're the guest, just show up. Think of the experience that that guest is going through. Is there enough lighting? Can they see their way in? Is there something they're going to trip over? You may not know that the motion light isn't coming on anymore in the driveway. You may not know or realize that the lights don't work on the path leading up to the the main entry door. So whatever you can do to make sure it's well lit up, because guests do show up at night more than they show up during the day on that first arrival, and they need to be able to find their way in. I I actually saw, and this is kind of a side note to safety, I've seen some studies that show where a guest shows up and they can't get in easily to the property. It begins a whole list of frustration that then leads to them complaining about the cleaning, leads to them complaining about the decor. And suddenly you've got a really upset guest on your mind. And if they'd just been able to get in easily and see their way in, they would have been much happier and not complained about other things. So it it does start with safety. Yeah, that's
0: so true. And um, that it has that, knock on effect, it can just be, and it's actually very, very simple to to make sure you, like you say, put yourself in their shoes and just how can you smooth this process? What's gonna be the most memorable arrival? How can we make things easy? And actually ease and safety go hand in hand in some cases. Yeah, not across speed. the board, but um
1: definitely. Decks and grills um are Fire pits are becoming very popular now, too, especially in the U.S. and Canada. Um, people sometimes will only rent a house if they can burn and make a fire outside. So um, you've got to make sure that it's positioned well away from the home. We've seen cases where people aren't providing a fire pit, so the renters bring it with them. So that's when you got to kind of have these discussions about, all right, we may not like it for ourselves, but we got to set one up in a safe location 20 feet away from the house or the grill should be by code at least 10 feet away from the house. We see it so many times right up against the house. Yeah, Um, I I code is 10, but at least three feet is a smart way to go. Um, A 80% lean burger, which means it's kind of a greasy burger, can produce flame over nine feet tall. And that's why they ask for no uh, overhead clearance above a grill of at least uh, nine feet so that When someone, you know, the renter's having a fight with their kid and they got to go in the other room. Turn um, their back. Yep. And turn their back and now the grill's catching things on fire. So very important to understand that. One of the other things that I like to talk about, too, is amenities. And um, these are things like bicycles, golf carts, kayaks, paddle boards. Me personally, I'm a firm believer to not offer any of those things. Um i went and rented a bike not long ago in hilton head south carolina um, very popular destination for wanting to rent a bike there's a three-page disclosure i had to sign the guy spent time with me sizing me to the bike showing me how the brakes work doing all this stuff to make sure that i was safe but also so that i'm not going to sue them and there's going to be any issues from an accident i go over to the vacation rental property with the bike i've rented And there's two bikes sitting there for me to use. They're all rusty. It's clear no one's ever looked at them. The brakes don't even work on it. And I called the host just to say, hey, that's not a good idea. And this is what I hear all the time. They said, well, those were our old bikes. So we thought we'd leave them there for the runners. And it's like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. So it comes from a really good place in that they kind of wanted to just make sure that the guest has a good time. They're hoping to help a little bit, but actually there's a whole host of risks involved there that they just have not considered
1: so many so yeah be very careful about all those different extra things Uh um pool safety hot tub safety very very important um i like to tell people with the hot tubs and the spas make sure you've got a tight cover on it that way someone under the age of say seven can't easily open it up and, and get in there without Without, you know, being in there when they should be. Make sure you have had a deck inspection. Does it support the hot tub? Um, And electrical inspections are very important for both hot tubs and pools as well. Um, When it comes to pool safety, your pool should look just like the one at the Hilton or the Marriott or the Holiday Inn. It has to be up to those type of standards, depth markers, a life ring, a warning sign, a rescue pole. You've got to have those safety things in place because it's really important to make sure a lot of times these people who are running a pool or a hot tub, they don't have those at home. They don't know. And they're trusting you have set that up for them so that they're comfortable. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's an extensive list of so many different things, but yeah. I think I've, I think I've given you enough there. Yeah, to-
0: no, I appreciate that without, without scaring the life out of people, it is extremely important. And just to give an overview of really what's actually involved and the depth to which you have to consider what, what can happen and looking at those risks, have you actually created um, a complete safety checklist to protect owners. Cause it, it is not just protecting the guests, it's also protecting short-term rental providers ourselves
1: as well. I, I have, and I've gone very in depth with the list. There's like 72 topics that I believe that need to be addressed. And, and um, some, of the, some of the team that I work with, they're like, really Justin, do we need to talk about extension cords? Um, but yeah, extension cords are you know, can be a problem.
0: Yeah, I you know I'm glad that you you said that because just as I was thinking about hot tubs, I was thinking about our hot tub at home. I haven't got one for my holiday homes, but our, our one at home, we got a blow up one just whilst we gave it a go. And I was thinking, do you know, we've put a wire across. We know it's there. It's for our family, but but that just would be unacceptable. And that was just going through my head as you're explaining these things to me. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah so we know it's there but for somebody else that just would be completely unacceptable because it's it's a risk that i've put in front of somebody that is not used to that no. w- wire being across the right re- the the bottom of the step it's you know we know it's pushed in there but they they wouldn't that would be is,
1: it, is it the right awg and i know i'm getting a little technical there but you know is it the right size yeah. you know able to support that electrical load so there's um, I've put together this very in-depth checklist, and I, I, I sincerely believe this, um, and I know that this may come across a little bit bold, but I sincerely believe that if you go through and do the entire checklist that I have, it's a reasonable checklist to do. It's not, I mean, if you're spending more than $1,000 to get your property up to safety standards after you've gone through the checklist that I've provided, then you were already offering something that really needed a lot of work and thank goodness you're finally doing it. So it's not a huge financial commitment, but if you do that, the only reason a renter should get injured in your property is if they tied their own shoelaces together or you know they intentionally pulled the light bulb out and fell down the stairs. You truly can make a property so that it's a safe space for people to enjoy and relax in. Um, and that that's what I've put together with this checklist, and it's really comprehensive. Um, I mentioned extension cords. I'll throw one more out there for you. Bunk beds. Um, oh yes. Bunk beds are bunk beds are a huge cause of accidents, and a lot of insurance companies now don't even allow them in short term rentals. And I know the cleaners are happy to hear that because they hate making it yeah
0: because they yeah. <laughs>
1: Awful. Bunk beds, most of the time, people who are renting a, a, a vacation rental that has bunk beds in them, they don't have them at home. And so the kids are super excited and they're not aware, they're not used to it. And now they're spending time in there. And mom and dad, they're on vacation, too. So they, they don't care what the kids are doing upstairs until there's a big, loud thud. So um, it's very, very important to address things like that. and. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of different items on the checklist that I think make people stop and think and go, wow, I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, that, mm. that could happen and I should address that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that sounds like, you know, just essential for, for anybody with a, a short-term rental, most definitely. And I think I think now as well, as we we are moving into this new post COVID, we hope times, I mean, trust and safety are just, they're just really, really more, just so much more important to to be discussed. They're not more important than they've ever been, but they are more important that we discuss them and really share that that we are looking after our places um, with this unusual period of time we've just been through. So I do think that's fully, fully important. So how often, once once this has all been gone through, you've gone through your checklist, you've got it all up and running, how How often should owners really be reviewing that checklist to, to protect both ourselves and the guests?
1: Once a year. So there's two okay. things that, that I firmly believe in. One, you should have a general building inspection of your rental at least every five years. And that's by a professional uh, licensed home inspector. That's the type of person's going to come in and check your the roof shingles and your plumbing. They're they are kind of looking at the guts of the house. They're the ones that are going to say, hey, you have some rotten wood in this deck. It needs to be replaced. I believe that should happen every five years. And then the safety inspection, which I often look at is a complement to the home inspection. Home inspectors look at the, the core of the house, but what they don't look at is the livability of the house. Right. They don't look at grill placement. They don't look at carpets. They don't look at... Your, your knives in the kitchen, are they dull? They don't look at the things that you use in the home. Um, is that TV that's on a dresser? Is that a potential tip over hazard? Should it be secured? Those aren't things that they do, but that stuff needs to be looked at annually. And um, that's, what, that's what I do every day with, with what I do at Breezeways. We certify houses on an annual basis that someone has made an attempt to make sure that they're a safe place to live in.
0: Got it. And that that leads me perfectly really to to my next question, which is about accreditation. Do you think accreditation really is the best way forward for owners to build trust when they're welcoming guests into their properties and maybe for the industry as a whole?
1: Oh, absolutely. And we're seeing it, Um, you know, and obviously because I'm American, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some statistics over here in the U.S. But in the U.S., less than five percent of cities and towns have regulations for short term rentals. And those that do, certainly do have some safety features. And we see where there's very limited accidents. Uh, Palm Springs, California, which just out, outside of Los Angeles, it is the swimming pool capital of the world. There are more swimming pools in Palm Springs than any other place in the entire world. Wow. And to have a, a vacation rental in Palm Springs, you have to have an annual safety inspection done. And you pay the city almost $1,000 U.S. That's huge. Um, but people like vacationing there and they feel good about that and know about those regulations versus other communities. And there's another community, for example, on the beach, I won't name the town, but it's on the beach and on the East coast where there's deck collapses, there's fires, there's all these bad things that have been happening. And I'm running into people going, I don't want to vacation in that town. They obviously don't have regulations and they haven't done anything. So that's one side of it. On the other side of it, from a marketing point of view, we're actually seeing now where when you promote a home, even internally, even at, an, at a, a um, vacation rental agency, where let's say they, the professional manager has two homes that they're offering for rent. One of them is by an owner that said, I want my house safe. Do everything you can to make sure it's safe. One is by a property owner who goes, eh, I, whatever. You know, it, It's got a couple smoke alarms. I'm happy. I don't want to invest any on that. Just get me my money. And when the host or the manager is offering those houses out and someone goes, well, what's the difference here? Well, that one's 3,000 a week. That one's 3,000 a week. They both have a pool. Well, this one's gone through a complete safety inspection. All oh, right. well, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And so we are seeing that difference already. And we are seeing when it's brought to their attention that the renter goes, you know what? I, I'm going to choose a safer home over one that isn't certified. So um, definitely accreditation, certification, something that says, um, and that's what we do at Breezeway. We have a certification sticker that we issue on an annual basis. And people look for it that says, hey, this property was inspected. It was certified. Someone cared.
0: Yeah, I think, think that's the key, isn't it, that that runs through it all is that someone cares. And showing that and proving that is, is really important. I think that's a really good note for us to begin to, to come to a close, on. I so appreciate the time you've spent with us today. I think it's going to have highlighted just what's involved in, in looking after your guests, looking after yourselves, and looking after the industry as a whole. Is there a way that people can get a hold of you, find out a little bit more, maybe get hold of that checklist?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm happy to share the checklist with anybody. Um, and it's very easy to get in touch with me safety at breezeway.io. Um, Breezeway is a technology company, we also we don't just do safety, we do cleaning and property care and operations software. So that's why it's a dot dot it.
0: Um,
1: but I'm kind of a unique division within that company where we're actually supporting and helping um, our clients, um, not only use the software, but have a resource and the tools so um, very easy to do we have some free safety certifications we can do that are really basic that will help you get started. And if you want to get more advanced, it's less than a hundred dollars to get into some of the more advanced ones. So it's it's really good from that point. And if you want to try and pull my brain apart and get as much knowledge as you can, we also have a safety course. Um, It's an online course. It's about five hours long and um, you can go through that course. And it it gets into those really specific things about what wire size you should have for your hot tub or um, what, uh, what type of smoke alarms are the best smoke alarms, so. So that's um, the
0: real hand-holding people through how to, to do it right, without you physically having to fly over, <laughs> take exactly. a look. There's just not enough of you to go around, <laughs> okay.
1: If you're managing five or six homes, you should know this. And, you know, Elaine, we talk a lot about different, so many different aspects of this industry. And I know I'm just one piece of the summit. But the reality is that when you're dealing with anything, you're supposed to know what to do. A doctor knows every tool on the table when they go in to operate. A mechanic knows every tool he has to fix a car. We are complacent, and that's kind of the quote that I always throw out. We are being complacent if we don't understand the safety features in our rental properties to make sure that our guests are coming in and enjoying them. And so I tell people all the time, complacency is devastating. And the people who we get calls from who tell us they've just had an accident at their rental property, what do I do? Um, they unfortunately have lived what I've just said. Complacency is devastating, and they—if they had just taken some time, some simple things—that that wouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah, really important note to end on. Thank you. And. Just any final words of advice for anyone wanting to thrive in the new landscape moving forwards?
1: Make your property safe, care about your property, promote your property as safe, and you will see a difference and embrace it. I, I see people sometimes worry that, oh, these regulations are coming along. Embrace these safety regulations because it's easy for you to achieve what needs to be done on a safety level and it's gonna eliminate your competition that can't meet those safety standards. So safety is good for this industry all the way around, embrace it wherever it comes from because it's gonna help you be successful at what you do.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Justin, for spending some time with me today. I can't wait to share this because like you said, just, uh, just embracing it. That is the the key message to, to go forward with because it, it, you know, when people first get going, it can be like, oh my gosh, I've got to go through all the safety actually with a checklist, you know, and the, and the care, it's actually not a difficult thing to do amazing thanks Justin have a great day and I will chat to you again in the not too distant future I hope bye for now
1: thanks Elaine